I think Roland O'Gara could be managing the Cork Hurlers, the Irish soccer team. He could be managing anything. He's got the X factor. To win two Champions Cups with a club that doesn't really have that much of a history in the game. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB GAA. The Football Pod on Off The Ball. In partnership with AIB. Proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Hello there and you're very welcome along to episode 22 of the Football Pod. Finally, we're getting going here. A couple of tech issues this afternoon, but the sunshine has put a smile on Paddy Andrews' face, right? Uh, not as much as it should. I haven't been out. I've been too busy, man. Work-life balance, I'm failing miserably. I'm still in my work gear, stating me on a Monday night. Not against your priorities, right? Honestly, holidays, national holidays when it's over 15 degrees. Close everything. Open the beaches and the national parks and that's it. Close everything else. James, you always went around with a nice colour on you when you played football, didn't you? Three-minute holiday? Yeah. You were a man Absolutely never. My father, if he thinks about the sun, he gets a tan. Wow. So if I... If I expose myself to a bit of sun, all right, I get a nice, uh, nice base layer, you know. Yeah, yeah. I do like sitting around doing nothing as well, so that does help in the sun. <laughs> I'd say that you, does. You do that very well, to be fair to you. <laughs> yeah. the, the Ricky Martin of Killarney. <laughs> <laughs> he walks. No, like not him. that bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the hips, the loose hips. Yeah, um, yeah, fair, fair, fair. But now it was a no, great I, weekend down here again. I'll tell you that we trained on Saturday morning and then on to. Oh, for a few points on Saturday evening in the sun. Oh, good evening. That's it was nice. lovely. That's we have a week of this though, lads, don't we? We do. We have a good, we have a good, all the way through good. the bank holiday. What yeah. magic, isn't it? Top, yeah. top class. I was at a, a wedding on, on Saturday. It was a, a Monaghan oh. Galway wedding with a bit of flavour of Calvin in there. So as the best man oh. was giving a speech, I gave him a bit of advice beforehand. I said, just, you know, don't do a Jimmy. And uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> as the best man was giving a speech, Carl O'Connell kicked that epic equaliser. Paddy, you were really enthused going up to Celtic Park this weekend. Did you enjoy your trip to Derry? (laughs) Some trek, lads. I called it last week. All these games should be in Crow Park. Uh, No, it it was a good game in the end. I think a lot of the games this weekend, they were slow, very cagey. But the final 10 minutes in a lot of them was box office stuff. So they're just uh, slow burners. Uh, I hung on in Derry, sampled the hospitality on Ooh, Saturday night. Not like with, it. Uh, young Mark O'Shea as well. So we'd uh, oh, shock driving back back down the road on Sunday now. But uh, Derry is a cool of, spot, I'd say, is it? Yeah, what sort yeah, of town cool. is Derry? Uh, it's a good town, though. Yeah, yeah. We're well looked after, I have to say. We only got out of Celtic Park late. Like. Mm. Uh, we walked into the town. Mark took a bit of a detour, went the wrong way. We ended up walking about half an hour up some hill, which was going the wrong direction. But we got there in the end. Uh, big crowd out for after the match as well. The place was hopping now. Yeah, it was, was good. It? Yeah, it was. It was good crack now. And then I was in Croker yesterday. Beautiful day. Freezing cold up in the press box, as always, lads, despite it being 20 degrees outside. Mm. Uh, and the dubs were not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two couple of very interesting games to get stuck into. But it's it's more so, I think, Roscommon and Monaghan, who we'll be focusing on this week, rather than... Mm. Dublin and Derry or maybe not maybe that we'll be talking a bit about Dublin Derry it's odd though lads isn't it like the, the so-called favourites for the game they've all been very very flat like all we're the ones who won really Mayo with the big break they had came out blew Kerry out of the water but Derry were really really flat Armagh were flat at home against Westmead probably lucky to get out of that with a win and then Dublin yesterday really really flat but yeah I agree the performances 
I think both Monaghan and Ross Common will be kicking themselves that they didn't get wins on the board because there were times in those games where they were dominating and just didn't get over the line. But uh, two big performances from those two teams. But Ross Common, Ross Common are still in in a great place because yeah, they know Sligo inside out. They'll know where their weaknesses are, and you'd expect them to win that game. And you be you'd be thinking on form that they'll beat Kildare. So it'd be probably score difference as opposed to who goes through top of that group. And like you wouldn't back against Roscommon putting up a big score. Yeah. No. Sligo and the hide on Sunday. This Dublin morning. are not scoring a lot. I think Dublin they could be looking at a second spot. There you go. To know like but yeah, no, it's it's definitely the case. And like the one thing a lot of these teams have in common is the provincial route. Now, obviously, we don't know what the best map is to go forward, what the best road is to take. But the evidence so far was suggest it's looking like the less games. The, the, the relentless schedule has not been kind because, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get into the, the matches, there's a very interesting documentary. Well, it oh. sounds very interesting. Airing tonight, Kevin Moran, a man oh, who would have, yeah. You know, won an FA Cup of Manchester United and in all Ireland with the dubs. You know, he's flying back and forth as a United player back to Dublin. Uh, Paddy, as a young fella who grew up playing a lot of soccer, surely Kevin Moran was an inspiration for your of yours before you broke on to the a, a little bit before my time. I'm not or, that old yet, but were you one of the dubs who didn't know who Kevin Moran was. No, I knew who Kevin Moran was. <laughs> no, you think Des Carroll's tweet that he had to teach a few years about him in Cassidy's one night, was it? There's full of shit. <laughs> but there's up there with all the coaches now in the middle of the championship. He's lying. Uh, now, I say in that photo, that was actually, do you know when that was? That was, we used to do a, a big event, a kind of a, a corporate lunch at the end of every year. Um, and that was the five in a row. So all the 70s teams were there and we had one hell of a night after that. And that photo is in Donahue and Nesbitt's actually. That we were in Cassidy's later that night, but uh, yeah, a lot of the 70s teams, obviously, legends. Um, and Kevin Moore, probably one of the biggest out of them all. Let's play for United in Dublin. Like, yeah. did he actually play? Did he play for them at the same time? Yeah, yeah, what? One, he one, said, two, he said, you, one, two all Ireland in the 70s went over, and then one, the, one the, I think, one, two, F, two FA Ireland. Cups. Yeah, yeah, United, United stamped it out then. Said you can't be going home playing those games. Like he's probably coming back battered and bruised. Absolutely hanging together. But uh, <laughs> I think I've seen clips of the documentary. Uh, you obviously know the story, very famous uh, here in Dublin. But uh, that documentary would be class. It, it, it's yeah. an unbelievable, literally an unbelievable story. But there he was, Crow Park for not out the final against Kerry, and then he'd shoot over and play the FA Cup final at Wembley. <laughs> to be fair, if it was two games to win the All Ireland that time, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> It's remarkable. I think Kevin Heffernan, uh, it should be shown tonight. I think he, he uh, convinced, was it Dave Sexton was the United manager at the time that, he's, you know, it's it's not a big deal. It's only, you know, it's not that physical. Uh, we'd love to just have him for, you know, a few minutes. And I think Kevin Moran got injured in one of the semifinals and United tried to put a, put an end to it after that. It's, it's Well, it's obviously different to the AFL and the boys coming back in the off season, but maybe not a million miles away. I don't think Fergie would have signed off in the top. Just before Fergie's time, yeah, I don't yeah. think he played. I don't think he played under Alex Ferguson. I think he no, was, he was, it was out. late seventies, wasn't he? Fergie came in around eighty six. Eighty six was Fergie. I think he was gone. But like, it was before Ferguson again. Ron Hackinson, absolute chance, yeah, big run, <laughs> no chance. Well, Moran was <laughs> at United until eighty eight, so he would have played. He would have played uh, the last eighteen months of Ferguson. 
I'd imagine. Go. So we'll see it in the documentary tonight. Just shows you I have to brush up my Kevin Moore knowledge. We uh, we had Kevin Moore on an off-ball roadshow about four or five years ago. And uh, absolutely brilliant, brilliant company. He was great. It was yeah. over in Mayo, actually. It was a great show that night. But I uh, had to sneak a photo with him. There's only three people I ever got a photo with when I was a researcher and off-the-ball. Kevin Moore and Raj and uh, Rio Ferdinand. <laughs> Rio, Rio. Rio doing off the ball. So random. Rio's a good one. Like, if yeah. you're with Rio, you get a snap. Rio, yeah. come on. I think Rio was the one that was the the least open to getting the a little photo. So, ah, but uh, yeah, we didn't really make a habit of it when you were working. But uh, Kevin Moore, and you couldn't let that opportunity pass. What a man! Looking forward right. to seeing that tonight, Paddy. Let's get into the football and let's okay. put a bit of respect on Common's name because I know what James O'Donnell who wants to do is have a go with the Dubs, but I want to start with Common because Paddy, <laughs> they were exceptional. First half, it was uh, very, very similar to what we've seen against Mayo and Castlebar. They completely dominated that first half. Frustrated at Dublin, but they were so composed on the ball. It was like, harking back to our Dublin team of just controlling the momentum of the game the whole time. Dublin Dublin didn't do a whole pile long. They just could not get possession to get into the game. Um, and that's a credit to Davey Burke, the tactics, but also the skill on, on the ball from the players. Um, they Ben O'Carroll staying up up high to, as like an outlet for them, and he was um he didn't actually score, but he was brilliant for us, common and given that structure, he was the outlet. What Got was he? So what was he doing so well? Because I heard you mention that to Dave McIntyre on commentary. He, he, he was just he was the only guy staying right up the pitch, and Ross Common were bringing fourteen guys back all around the middle third, so they always had an outlet to pop the ball off to someone. And the, 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 like the drawback from Dublin side, Dublin were actually going man to man, but it was yeah. shadowing. It was shadowing, and that's. That's not good enough. But it's... they went man for man. But then they, they they dropped to the 45 and they went man for man. So it's like they still left an ocean of space for Carroll and goals to, Car- to Car- run Carroll must there. have had about 200 possessions. Yeah, he was running it. But it was just like, do you, know, do you know, Jimmy, when you're pushing up on some, but you're not really like, the hand pass was available for everyone and it was just so passive from Dublin like the second half they turned around and they start getting real contact on and that changed Ross Common that first half was brilliant game plan like we said seen from Davy Burke before but unbelievably well executed by their players they'd keep the ball but they were working a shot at the end of it and the Smith the two Murtas again we always always talk about these guys Ross Cowan will keep the ball for two three minutes at a time and they pop up on the end and kick brilliant scores Um. They get a score just before half time. Uh, probably epitomised the whole first half. I think they kept the ball for nearly five minutes. Five minutes, forty five seconds. Five minutes, forty five. Oh, and the crowd are getting watching. on their back. Morris Brosnan. Morris Brosnan, the examiner. No Seventy seven passes. Carroll touched the ball nineteen times. He, he yeah, in one play. But I it was, don't think it was we should be celebrating that though. I like. I think that. Don't think so, but like, is it not the game, James? It's awful. Huh? Is it not the game though? There's no risk or reward being played though. Do you know? You're never gonna you're never gonna score a goal like that. Uh, I feel I, like I but Jimmy, hold on. They had the ball for so long in that half. It sapped the energy out of everyone. Even the the what the watching crowd just got sapped. Oh, it was it one was of just, the worst. It was, it was an absolutely diabolical match to watch. But it was brilliant from Ross Common. If you're a Davy Burke, the players, Ross Common fans were loving it. It was a brilliantly executed game plan. I absolutely agree. I watched. I was at the, the game, the other games on Saturday as well. Westmead adopted this tactic in the athletic rounds yeah. against Armagh. <laughs> like three, four minutes at a time. Jesus Christ, it's diabolical to watch. It I is. have to say. But I was actually but playing it effective. It's it, effective. It, as a player, it, it kind of, and it's a good tactic, as you say, but as a player who's defending in that situation, right? 
it absolute it's a killer for your mentality. You end up just kind of walking your own place, as you say, half tackling. That's so what is doing, the way yeah. to stop doing that? Is it I think what it is, and I was thinking about today, get a foul. Foul them, hundred percent. Yeah. And everyone get a man again. And even if it means your goalkeeper is marking a man, just make them kick it up for grabs because otherwise you're going to be walking around after the ball, half shadowing, and eventually they're just going to get a shot off. But that was it, Jimmy. Horrible. If you were the Dublin players, you're kind of looking and you could kind, you could make the case, I'm doing my job here. I'm following my man, but I'm not really getting contact on him. You get a hand pass and you pop it off again and you're going, well, he's not really impacting the game. But it was. And it was coming to built up a four-point lead. The that, exact same we seen with Westmead on Saturday. They built up a lead. Now they get caught in the end. But by 100%, you fell. You pulled someone, don't get a black card, but you fell. And it allows you to reset. And everyone gets touch tight on a man. Yeah. Dublin, it's like, didn't realise that at half time. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was just as, as a spectacle. Look, I'm obviously biased towards Dublin, but it was. But oh, but let's hold on a second. Like, let's hold on a second, Paddy. For, because for as long as we've done this podcast, like you you won't make any uh, bones about this. You've always said, Rossi's nice game, fourteen point yeah. defeat in twenty eighteen, an eighteen point I was defeat playing. I know, in twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. So like, James, I totally get where you're coming from. Um, you know, don't want to watch that. You don't want to see it. But it is the game, and they did it exceptionally well. Like that was a clinic. That five minutes and forty-five seconds from us coming. But it was and the, the whole second first half, Tommy. The second, the whole fits. first half. It wasn't just that play. It was yeah. Ross That is not completely I, dominated the game. It was brilliant from them, Jimmy. I agree with you as a neutral to watch it. But if you're Davy Burke and those Ross Common players, that was exceptional. Very similar to going and ambushing Mayo and Castlebar as well. And I agree with you, Tommy. I have been unbelievably harsh on Ross Common because that's the facts. Look at what the, yo-yo team, really nice players, all that good stuff. There's an edge about them. And we've seen that from day yeah. one this season through the National League. They have moved up a notch as a team. That's the reality of it. And yesterday, you, you could hear Davy Burke after the game. They, they're frustrated they didn't win the match. Mm. And, and they can feel, if I was them, it would be similar to that, that they put themselves into position to win the game. They only scored five points in the second half. They probably run out of gas a little. And Dublin finally realised we can't just let them play this game. We need to get up and Tackle fits, he starts it. But you look at all of Dublin's big scores in the second half, it's all from turnovers, just getting in their face. So it was slow from Dublin to react. But if you're Ross Common, yes, they won't give a shit if it's not a great spectacle. It was really, really effective. And it puts them, even though they didn't win the game, as you were saying, Jimmy, with the draw, it puts them in a really, really strong position in that group. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think I, I, w- I wouldn't go as far as celebrating them doing that as if it's a great thing to do or if it's brilliant skill or anything it's just a case of of killing the game is what they're doing for for long spells I think there's a bit the, of skill in it James though in terms of composure on the box like the, the other side Mayo can't do that a bit, they had a bit of composure but they kept the ball for six minutes that time and they had it for two and a half minutes from the throwing they had it another couple of times for two and a half minutes I think it's easy fixable from the other side of the of the coin say if you're a dub and if you're playing them again you'd know mm. exactly what to do fairly quickly so I don't think there's a lot there's longevity in that type of play but like Roscommon are actually an excellent side now like they're going to they're going to be putting themselves right in the reckoning with, with a couple of these results but that type of play I just don't think is is great play or anything it's just a case of stapping the will to live out of the actually I, 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 I think it's important to have it in your locker I think you look at Galway 
Galway really good at it. Uh, Dublin kind of brought it in a couple of years ago. Our team, we would just control the game, controlling the game, controlling the momentum was a massive thing. And it's it, it, I think there is skill involved. There is skill involved. Now, I, I agree. Teams will realise we just need to push up and be way more aggressive. And that's what happened mm-hmm. in the second half. But having that in your locker, and, and this is the point I'm making about Mayo and Cass, even the brilliant performance uh, in Killarney a couple of weeks beforehand, I think they struggle with that. I think they're they're so programmed, we just need to attack all over the place. There's a time and a place where you need to keep the ball and manage the game. Ideally, you'll have both. Um, but for Ross Cavan, in terms of progression, yeah, they've 100% they've moved up on a match. And having things like that in your locker, it's not brilliant to watch, but I tell you what, the opponents do not like playing against that. James, can I ask you just on that one more time? And I know you're a purist at heart. You can't help it because <laughs> we've been in Killarney and we know how you look at football and see it. But like, we sat together at the Munster final as Kerry clocked up 5-14 on Clare. Very difficult to watch. We all watched the Leinster final as Dublin put 5-21 on Loud. Basic. I would argue that was even worse to watch, the turnovers that, that Loud were putting away. Like, is Gaelic football at James, what do you want to Tommy? Is that a wider question we're asking here? That, no, we've, well, been the, we've been watching the hurl in the last couple of weeks. They're different sports. And I, I was we know they're different sports, but they're always going to be compared against each other. I'm going to matches and I'm sitting there going, this is not great. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it's a different and I'm trying to put a spin on it, but it's hard. It's, it's only, it's only... I want to ask you, James, sorry, before I come back to that, because I want to get back to the hurling thing. What do you want was common to do? I want them to, to... I'm not saying they shouldn't have done that. I just don't think we should be celebrating as if they've cracked the code on this, this beautiful play. Tiki Taka, Ross Common, <laughs> hand passing the ball around the middle of the field and the goalie running the show. Like, that's grand, but it's not... It's not... Brilliant. Like, there's no point in saying, geez, that was great, but I don't know, they kept the ball for six minutes. To me, that's not great. It's just effective. Do you know, do you know where I'm coming from? Like, I don't I, think... I, yeah, no, no, I, I do. You're I do basically, you're like Kevin Keegan. Like, you just want the beautiful game. Attack. I agree. Yeah. There's times where you have to slow the game down and manage it. Game management, absolutely all for that. But it can't be your main tactic all the time. Because... I guarantee the next team to play Roscommon are going to push right up on them. They're going to get that foul in early and Roscommon will be made to to play. I think it's well, easily cracked. Well, that's fair. Like, like, Galway did, uh, Galway did yeah. handle Roscommon a lot better than Mayo did. And you could see that in the hide that day. Uh, Galway nearly replicated Roscommon. They were just better at Roscommon at do, attacking like that. So I think you're absolutely right, James. Um, I just find it hard to criticise them when they've got Paston's of 18 points and 14 points playing all out attack and like Paddy like when you hear yeah, the way that we you loved it. speak we loved about it, it. Yeah, like it you love playing against them yeah it was great so I always kick a few spinners like it was great yeah no they um, have come on leaps and bounds and 100% we should be talking so highly of Roscommon at the moment because of the improvement they've made this year they did a great league they've now had a couple of good results in the championship and they can they can go on and they can go on to their best All-Ireland result ever mm. they could like but again you won't celebrate it no, I, I won't be standing up in the, in the stand in the press box and crop back clapping and cheering and doing a Mexican wave when they have the ball for six minutes. Jimmy, Jimmy, if you were a football manager, who would you, who are you likely to be like? You wouldn't be Jose, like? No, no, no. definitely not a Jose. Pep. Who got, who got sacked recently? <laughs> Big Jesse March. Graham Potter. Graham Potter. <laughs> Greg Potter. A mix between Graham Potter and Jesse Marsh. No, you'd be, I know who you'd be. I know who James Donahue would be. 
Lamps. Oh, thanks, <laughs> Sacked everywhere he goes. <laughs> but he still keeps Lamps, getting jobs. The worst Darling. coach ever. Like, Darling yeah. of the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm much, only you know. joking. I'm only joking. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not. His laps. <laughs> I, I get, I, I, it I is get dangerous you. territory. It's dangerous territory to celebrate that because nobody wants to see it. Yeah, but you know what we're used to, though? We're used to the Ulster final, right? And we like you're being, very, you're being very consistent here because you were the exact same about the Ulster final. Um, there were seriously long passages where they just kept the ball and it was really boring. And then there was this Snooze amazing first. 10 minutes. Best thing about that was the air horn. Yeah. And but the penals. Penals were good. Is that not but a I mean, that, that, that spell of play is just, is just boring to watch. Yeah. It, it is effective, but I don't think it gets you. It doesn't, I don't think it's going to get you the biggest prize. I think the rest common have it in the locker to play a couple of different ways. That was just a tactic they, they adopted for the Dublin game and it mm. worked. I don't think they're going to rely on that. But I don't think that it's it's something that we say is brilliant play either. That's my point. Can Rossi can the Rossies win it? Win the All Ireland? Well, I think it's going to be a Connacht winner, and they've beaten oh. Mayo and Galway plenty oh. over the last oh. couple of years. Good so evening. they won't. I don't. I think that they could be saying inside the dressing room that they have a chance. Definitely. I don't. I don't think they will win it, but to them they have a chance, which is the right thing. How do, do you not? What do you think about that? Because. I would be interested to hear apart from the, the style of play no. but the edge where, where's the edge come from that they've brought they've gotten it just smarter in their play like just the way they, even they set up defensively and it's not all out defence Niall Daly sitting across in front of Conor Callan. it was just a smartness in their play and that's what Davy Burke has brought to them and we said it in the National League we have praised them a lot this year the tight games that you wouldn't expect them to win normally but they're dogging them out it seems that they're just really, really well drilled. Everyone knows exactly what their role is all the time. And yet the, the crowd were getting on their back in that game yesterday at different stages in the first half. It doesn't bother them. There's a focus about them, real clarity around what they're trying to do and an edge. Look at what they did to Mayo and Castlebar. Look at what they did for long, long spells against Dublin and, and Crow Park yesterday. And there's Dublin and Mayo, two of the top teams in the country, supposedly. And Roscommon, there's no fear with them at all. So, so Davy Burke and the management team, and credit to the players, because was a lot of, it's a lot of the same players that we would have played many years ago. There's a belief there that they can do something special. And I agree with James. I, I don't see any reason why they, in their own dressing, won't be thinking, yeah, we could top this group. We'd be number one mm-hmm. seeds in the quarterfinal. And the reality is, lads, what we've seen so far... There's no real standout team. There's no one way ahead of the pack and they're going, no. oh, they're nailed on to win it. Like, Kerry, really sloppy. Galway, probably. But are Galway, you're thinking, oh, they're, gonna, they're, they're nailed on to win this thing? I, I don't think there's any standout team. It's it's wide open. We said that. And if you're Ross Common, why not? I, I don't think they'll win it. I think it's very, very difficult for a team to come from pretty much nowhere to win the All-Ireland in one go. I've said that many, many times before. I still have a couple of teams ahead of them. But, they're ticking a lot of boxes along the way. And yeah. yesterday, like if their mentality leaving Crow Park yesterday, which it looked like was they were a bit pissed off they didn't beat Dublin. That's that's coming a long way from Roscommon from, like you say, what is it, three, four years ago to beat by 20 points. You know what I mean? That's Dublin definitely coming back to the pack a little bit, but Roscommon, without a doubt, credit where it's due to all of them involved, they're moving up a level. Yeah, And some of their, some of their top players have gone into a new dimension, especially Kieran Murta, I think, is playing unbelievable football. Such a clever player. Always takes his chance in front of goal. He'd be on, he'd be an 80% or at least in front of goal. I think he's 
a super player for them. And their their leaders, you always say it, their leaders carry them when they're playing well. Like yeah. if their leaders play well, Ross Common will play well. And that, that's what happened yesterday. Um but yeah, I think I think they're gonna be they're gonna be forced to be reckoned with no matter what system they go at. But when we say it's wide open, it's because sometimes you don't know what teams are going to bring to the table. Like a lot of teams now are tactically very kind of adaptable or they can go at it a number of different ways. I think the managers are very clever like that. No one's going in with one game plan. I think if anyone is probably, if anybody's rooted to one game plan, it's probably Mayo and Kerry. You know, they kind of play the same way all the time. Really? Um, but the other teams definitely have a couple of strings to their bow. So it's so hard to call where it's going to go. Can I ask you on that, uh, teams with a fluid game plan, James, what do Dublin need to bring to their game plan? Intensity. Um, I remember that was the one thing that I used to always find when we were playing Dublin was if you had two seconds on the ball, usually you'd have one second against against Dublin. Like everything would just be at a frantic pace, but it would bring out the best football in you then as well, you know, because you'd have to operate sharper and faster. But that's why the last day there was no pace in the game at all. And I think that's where Dublin need to get back to just the f- frenetic, frantic stuff. But when a team is passing the ball around, it's very hard to do that. So that's what they can work on. But up front, they seem to have gone a little bit quiet. And I think it's because they're playing slowly. Um, even if you look at the way they attacked the last day, there was nobody really taking on their man at pace. Costello was the only one who injected any pace into the game. Everyone else was kind of willing to catch it and pass it on to the side, maybe get it back or the other side. But when they're playing fast and with intensity, they're all sprinting and taking on their men and getting shots off. But... They were, they were running into each other yesterday, hand passing the ball to each other two yards, which is very un-Dublin, un-Dublin-esque. But it's something we've seen a lot of this season, isn't it? We've been set up from day one, every time we're talking about Dublin, it's when it's really slow and it's passive, they are ordinary. Mm. That is the reality of it. That's why someone like McCaffrey is so crucial because he just goes at pace. <laughs> He's just, and if he goes at pace, it just drags everyone along with you. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, everything just everything is speeded up. And when they're direct and when they're fast, they're lethal. But we're just not just not saying it. We're going into I going into that game yesterday and thinking, I think Dublin will win this, but I'm not sure what Dublin's gonna turn up. Yeah. And we've seen it against Kildare, and it was like really, really poor. And we see it against Loud, not great at times, but then 10 minutes of just an absolute blitz. And it's like they need to get more consistency in their game. And that's the challenge, I suppose. You're looking no team is really catching fire. Is is this all a master plan from all these coaches that are going to hit to hit the ground running when it really kicks off in two or three weeks? I thought yesterday was a big. It was a Dublin's biggest challenge of the season. I was thinking, right, beautiful day in Crow Park. Here we go. And a credit to this is Ross Common for the way they played the game. Ross Common knows this. Davy Burton knows this. If we let this go 100 miles an hour, that plays in Dublin's hands. But just their when they didn't have the ball, it was just it was just passive. And why then, why wasn't there a trigger to up the intensity until half time came? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think one Fitzy Mick Fitzsimons during that play ends up being the highest player double player up the pitch because he's just fed up and is literally running around like nearly Robbie Savage back in the day, just getting tackles. But that's what was required. Mm-hmm. It was kind of it was a message without a doubt to the rest of the lads going. Get up here, get the finger out. We're being embarrassed here. They're tying us and, and most common were. So that's just, I think we've seen that from Dublin nearly all year. There, there hasn't been a complete performance. There's been glimpses. We know it's in there because these players have done it so many times before. But 
the most I don't carry a couple of weeks before it's just kind of in cruise control for so much of the season we're not seeing the best of them yet but I agree 100% with Jimmy for doubling at their best it's, it is fast it's 100 miles an hour and it's hitting your key players as often as you possibly can we just didn't really see that yesterday yeah like there was a couple of times where Dublin turned over us coming not many now even, especially in the first half and they went for the long ball to Conn. I remember Coslo hit one to Conn yeah, and went over the end line. And they were just after watching Ross Common pass it around for two minutes. And now they're giving the ball back to him again. And there's two more minutes coming. And you're like, oh. Like, as a player, that can be, can be very tough to keep your concentration. You know, because any one mistake is costing you another two or three minutes of the ball. So it's, it's, a, new, it's a new thing, really, for, for teams to be dealing with. But, like, Ross Common didn't didn't give the ball back to Dublin too many times to actually counter them. And when they did, it was going gone. Is that not what you faced when you played Dublin? At their pitch? Which? That, they'd kill you if you turned the ball over and they'd keep the ball for three minutes. Like, one of my memories of that Dublin team of that era is if they had the ball in the 32nd minute, they would not shoot until the clock was in the red and they'd get the final score at a half. Yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose I, that is part of it in terms of the last play. You'd always, if I was ever watching Dublin even, I'd be thinking, if they're a point up, they'll see this out because they'll keep the ball, they'll work a shot, they'll do the right thing. That was clever play more than anything. And then as we used to train for that, when they did do something like that, we get the foul or whatever. But uh, there was never a case where Dublin would hand pass the ball around the field in the middle of the game. That was never a thing. That's only... No, like remember, it was only for like the end of halves. Remember, they put the hand up and. But I'm not saying you were celebrating that. Never for six minutes. I feel bad now for calling you Frank Lampard. It's really bugging me. Unai Emery is who I go for. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Jesse Marsh, I think he named that real enthusiastic. Good evening, America. Good evening. <laughs> hey, he's very good at what he does. Um, I, Frank Lampard. Yeah. Lampard is, Lampard is overly harsh. That is. He's the yeah, worst manager in the history of, of the Premier League. Yeah. Now, Frank De Boer is the worst. Oh, De Boer, statistically, yeah. yeah. Con- I tell you, Lampard's is, giving him a run for his money, though. Connor Moore's Frank Lampard is. is absolutely sensational. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, it's very good. Very good. Yeah. I'll send it on. I went to see Connor Moore, actually. Brilliant show. Yeah? Good bit of stuff in Classic. Me. Oh, he's fantastic. Did you have a favourite impression? He did... Um, Who's that wildlife fella? David Attenborough. He did David Attenborough and he went into the crowd and he humiliated a fella. It was comedy gold. I love when they pick on one poor fucker on the front line. <laughs> well, you need to bring that into the road shows now. Next round. Oh, we should. That is a, that is a good idea. Someone's getting it. We should have news I feel like we were, I feel like I was a bit harsh on Ross Common. But no, geez, only, because he, you said, only because you said it was the clinic. That is not in my... Who's, who that said is that? Not, you did. Did I? You did. Well, a clinic in Dublin. not in my book of they, clinic stuff. They kept the dubs to 111. Already they kept the dubs to 111. <laughs> I never Tommy's said that. Right. Get my quote right. You're like, don't know. No, <laughs> the next time you ask me a question, quote me, quote me correctly. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> poor old Joanne Catwell down in the corner. Like, Jesus Christ. Like. Hi. <laughs> So very think, serious, isn't it? Like I don't think we're that bad. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I go up here for that, James. I, I will check that quote though. I will check it. Um, you said it. We're talking about practicality with managers. So we saw that with Davy Burke, and we didn't really talk about Mark McHugh 
maybe being involved in the backroom team and potentially some hallmarks back to 2011, 12, Donegal oh, that we're oh. seeing what was coming at the minute. But practical calls that managers are making. Vinnie Corey made a few big calls before Monaghan Derry and it's like Monaghan learned their lesson. Is that it fair to was, say? It was a massive turnaround. I had the misfortune of being at this game a month ago up in Haley Park and Derry absolutely blitzed them in the Ulster semi-final. And it was a big, um, big talking point. Obviously, Monaghan started that game with Conor McManus and Jack McCarron inside. Uh, look, brilliant players, obviously, but not noted for their uh, mobility and in terms of their defensive prowess. And that's just the way the game's gone. Uh, and you have to be able to do both sides of the game. Derry clearly targeted. We we seen that McCluskey gets the goal that day. So Vinnie Curry, you're thinking a month later, what can we do to turn this around? He makes big calls. He leaves McCarron and McManus out of the team and brings in Shane Carey and Ryan McInespy. If you're going purely on football, obviously you'd go with Carey uh, or with McCarron and McManus, but he wants legs instead. They engage Derry way higher up the pitch. Remember that, that game in, in the Ulster semi-final to bring guys back inside their 45 and Derry are just clipping points over and over the bar, really clinical, and the game is over by half-time. So there were brave calls made by Vinnie Curry from the outset. His matchups as well. He puts Carl O'Connell in the midfield on Brendan Rodgers and goes, you run him into the ground, hammer to hammer. Mm. And Carl O'Connell had an exceptional... I know he gets the point at the end, but all through the game, he was exceptional. What a man. Um, Gallagher on Chrissy McCaig and Chrissy McCaig is kind of the same tactic as if he's marking Conor McMahon is going to run up and down the pitch but Gallagher was well able for that. So it was just all the little lessons that Vinnie Curry and Monaghan could take from that defeat in Oma the previous month. They brought it on on Saturday night in Celtic Park. I didn't expect them to, to get it and out of the game but very similar to what we said about Ross Common. They'd be, I know they get the equalising point at the end but they put themselves into three points up with 10 minutes to go they put themselves in a position to win that game Derry very similar to Dublin really really flat not not what you'd expect from Derry but for Monaghan they'd be kicking themselves because they did so much right um, and talk about a turnaround for, from the previous month credit to Vidi Curry and also to the players as well they put in a serious shift Do you know what is what is brilliant about this structure right is that even the managers, the young managers are learning so much game to game as well. Like usually you'd, you'd be out of the championship and you'd have to wait till next year. You'd almost have forgotten the mistakes you, you made. Whereas this year, even if you lose a game, you have a chance again to, to learn from your mistakes, go again. And even you can lose, you can lose two and still be all right. So the learning in it, especially for the managers, I think is, is unreal this year. Harry only had four scores. From their starting team. Shane McGuigan kicked nine points, seven frees. He's, he's sort of carrying them a little bit. Is that fair to say? Up an attack. I thought he was massive for them the other night. Yeah. Like they weren't functioning. The other, two, I suppose, the other change from the game they played in the Ulster Championship, they were unbelievably clinical that night. They were clinical the other day. Noel Toner, Cassidy, Brendan Rogers. Bad, bad misses by their standards, what their, their scoring efficiency, what they're looking to get to. But McGuigan was the man again and very similar to what he did in the Ulster final when the shit hit the fan coming down the stretch. He was the man. He was the man looking for every ball. He's a massive leader for them. And we, look, we said this, we, we said it numerous times this season. He's, he has moved himself up another level. If you're talking about right now, informed players in the country, 
There's not many ahead of him. There's not many ahead of him. And the score he gets, he gets a brilliant score from play that kind of sparks that revival coming down the stretch. And then the free over on the far sideline to put Derry ahead in injury time. Yeah. He The second it's given, he spreads it over. He's like, give me that ball. I am launching this. And it was. it's not an easy shot. I think conditions are actually difficult enough in Derry. It was the only county in Ireland where it wasn't sunny. <laughs> it was raining and there was a bit of a wind there. But he nails that kick. And it looks like he's done enough to win it. But Monaghan obviously come back with a brilliant score from Great score. But, but McGuigan, oh, he's... Because the other... Like, Connor Glass was quiet. Brandon Rogers was quiet. Like, Monaghan targeted and did the business on a lot of the key Derry players. But McGuigan was the man that came up trumps him again. And his quality, but the biggest leadership. Like, that's... The game's in the middle, but he is like, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. That's serious stones to do, Randy. James, he's that on is it, where Derry... Yeah, but that, that's where Derry get all their momentum, isn't it? From McCloskey, Glass, Rogers, from back to field. And if they get any sort of momentum, they're actually brilliant finishers as well, especially Rogers and Glass. They'll swing over a point, no problem. So if you can kind of stop stop those fellas, it probably does quiet in the rest of them. But no, I think, I agree. I think McGuigan definitely top forward in the country at the moment on form. Um, and has the mindset to go along with it, which is even more impressive in my opinion. I think he's super operator. There's a there's an air of sort of invincibility about him at the minute when he's out there. Like he he was fetching kickouts late in extra time. He's winning ball. It's not like he's just kicking points. Like it's it's utter leadership. James, what's it like when you're in that sort of zone? You've been there before. When you're playing to your max, like is that? Yeah, like in the summer and weather's getting good, and you know you're in the groove. Yeah, it's I so it's exciting for him definitely because as I always say corner forwards and goalkeepers, they're they're different types of personalities, like you know, so for him to have to have hit this vein of form, he's gonna feel like he's gonna feel like nobody can mark him. And he's probably used to marking Chrissy McCaigan training, which me I mean if he can get the better of him, realistically no one can mark him. He's unbelievable off both left and right. When we had him here um on the pod and we were talking about kicking. He said his warm-up was about 80 shots at the posts. So <laughs> the amount of time he's put into his kicking, like the confidence he must have built up from that. Like confidence, you can't just have confidence. You have to earn it. So he's earned it through training and through reps. His hands are brilliant. The style of play suits him because they get him on the ball. And between the years, he's just so in tune to win this All-Ireland. That, uh, he, I'd say he's just completely immersed by it. And when you are in that sweet spot, you're just, he's just going to feel invincible. He's going to feel like no one can stop him. And at the moment, it probably is the case. Yeah. But you know, I think that's an important thing to note. Um, they're all looking to him. You know, yeah. very, like, it's, it's more pronounced, obviously, coming down the stretch, but under pressure. But every time Derry have the ball and they're attacking, it's like, where is he? Can we get him on the ball? It strikes me, Errol, colleague here Andy Moore when he won player of the year in 2017 it was like the amount of possessions he was getting Mayor just kicking the ball there. every time they had it it was like where is he mm-hmm. and that's it, it has a dual effect it gives massive confidence to the player in question because he's like my teammates trust me to do the business and some players mightn't thrive under that but generally if, if your teammates trust you to that extent you've earned that over time I agree with Jimmy and it, it, it nearly gives you an extra air of confidence in it as well so very play to his strengths because they know they've got a real ace there. Um, but no, no more so than what we've seen with Kerry, what we've seen with Dublin. 
if they are one of the top teams, which look, they're back-to-back Ulster champions, they are, that performance from them, yeah, just again, really, really flat. It's a common thing across a lot of the big mm. teams. Armagh, the same. I'll get credit to Westmead for probably their best performance, but Armagh were really, really flat in their follow-up from the Ulster final. So it's just, it's hard to put a finger on it, but a, but a lot of teams, we're not seeing box office performance from a lot of the so-called top teams. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is funny though. It's hard to know. I think, I don't know whether there's a fear there that you don't want to write anyone off too early because there are still chances left. There's, there's not that, we're not having a weekend like, buddy, I kind of moved on when you brought up the hurling earlier on. Like, the, Je- Cork. Oh. the jeopardy at the weekend, like, it was insane what was going on. Now, I'm not buying these comparisons because they're completely different sports. But the, the nature of hurling football are always compared, obviously. Mm. They always are. And always will be. I get that. A good different sports, but a good football game is phenomenal to watch. A good hurling game is phenomenal to watch. But yeah. butcher either of them and their cat. Agree. Yeah. Like what well, the football we've seen year to date since we started talking about it in January. When did we start the pod? January this year. January. Yeah. I would say Tyrone Monaghan in the Ulster Championship, and Kerry Mayo. Kerry Mayo. Kerry Mayo, yeah, it was interesting, but Kerry were terrible. Uh, what else? We, we haven't really well, practiced. What, what are you there saying? hasn't been a huge Classic. amount of great games. You there shouldn't hasn't. have to prep. If you're, if you're on the Hurling podcast, you're going, well, every single Munster Hurling Championship match. Or even the Leinster Hurling Championship. They're very different there. structures, though. Like, the Hurling's over. But I'm just saying, after team, this weekend, better quality games. That's the reality. And look, I'm a football man, obviously. And the Hurlers, we know yeah. they, get up on their high, they get on their high horse. But I'm going to a lot of these games and I'm going, I'm leaving them and I'm like, yeah, but I think that wasn't top class. That's kind of what oh, we yeah. left ourselves with. There's so much, you can say shadow boxing, there's so much games that don't really matter. Like Mayo got knocked out by Roscommon in April and they were like gutted on the Sunday night and I'm sure Monday morning when they woke up and they had two weeks off and they were going back in the next day after that and now they're going to carry they're happy enough to lose a match. It doesn't but really make a, a difference. Two-week holiday. Sun holiday in the middle of the championship. The, poor Cork, the poor Cork Hurlers drew a match and lost two games by a point and now they're gone for the year. So, you know, if that was in the football championship, you'd probably be in a semi-final. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is strange, but I suppose we're still getting a handle of this of this New regime. Yeah, yeah, this structure, yeah. yeah but no, realistically, it's not going to kick off fully until the preliminary round well, it's actually not good. Tyrone Armada Saturday night up in Oma. I'm expecting a big game there. Come yeah. on, surely it, that would be a great game, but it's not officially knockout game either. Though ah, Tyrone, oh, yeah, Tyrone you're right. After losing, <laughs> they won't really. Like Armagh, yeah. Armagh were blessed not to lose the other day. They get a hail mary down in a turbot with a brilliant but, finish, poachers finish. But well, actually, like Tyrone are under a bit of pressure there. Tyrone are on, but yeah, you're right. Like it was a Hail Mary from Rian O'Neill, but like Andrew Mernon gets a nice That's, paw on that to flick it down. It does such a strong hand as well. But yeah, that is the best way to goal. score a goal. It's the but best way to score a goal. It though, Jimmy. No, they haven't. But I'm Bit of a it's fluke. The most it is a fluke. But oh, there's so many of those. There's so many of them. Mayo and Dublin as well, when they were going well, that was their main way of getting goals. Yeah. Mannion in 13, Rock yeah. in, or, or Brogan in 12. Yeah, no, 11. Mayo. In 13, 12 sorry, against, against Mayo. Mayo. Yeah. Yeah. Manion in 13. 
Who else? Cameron O'Connor from Mayo. Yeah, definitely got a few scores. Cameron O'Connor from Mayo. Cameron O'Connor, yeah. 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 Why would Armagh do anything different? Just bomb it into the square. Yeah, Martin's a great bit of stuff in fairness. So he he's very good. Everything. He's very good in the second half, though, the other day. I think he kicks three points, but more. Yeah, we know he can do all that the kind of unglamorous stuff as well, but he's a couple of beautiful scores in that second half as well. When Armand were under pressure as well, Westmead were doing the hell Ross Cavan tactics, Jimmy, that you hate keeping the ball for, for, they kept minutes, for four minutes at one stage. Yeah. yeah. But we the, did see score. That, yeah. that was a clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Frank De Boer gives us a Xavi and Iniesta midfield. It's what we're dealing with though. It is, it is. the game at it the minute. Is. Like you're either going out to get a tanking or you're going to get good enough and you have to be good enough to do what Roscommon did at the weekend. You've got to be good enough at it and to be able to finish it. Like if Roscommon kept the ball for five minutes and 40, 45 seconds and they got turned over or if Kieran Murta didn't dummy and pirouette and put that ball over the bar, I wouldn't be saying it was a clinic but that was a clinic. Mm. And you can quote me on that. Yeah. Look, he's stepping he, over it now again. He's got confidence back up. Davy Byrne, what's he done? It looked like uh, injury wise, yeah. yeah. It looked it looked bad now. Kieran Kenny as well. Shoulder. Shoulder for James looked like a bad knock. James McCarthy. Like that's the thing with this. Like the one they're playing Next week. Yeah. against Kildare. Like these any team that picks up injuries, you are under pressure. Like that's the reality of it. Like imagine yeah. something happens to Cliff on Saturday against Cork. Yeah, well, let's 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 yeah. have a look at next weekend. Um, we're going to talk a bit about Tyrone Armagh, Kerry Cork. Thirty-two teams are in action this weekend. New York, who aren't joining until the preliminary stage, are the only team not in action. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the football pod with Paddy Anders and James Donahue. Brought to you every week by AIB, proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. We'll be back right after this, talking a bit more football. All right. You are very welcome back to episode 22 of the Football Pod with Paddy Anders and James Donahue. Good news, boys. We passed the halfway mark of the 99 football championship matches that we have this summer at the weekend. Thank God. We're on the home stretch. (laughs) (laughs) It is a lot. And there are 16 games this weekend. It is going to be a football bonanza. And for the purists out there, there's only one place to watch this weekend. And that is Kerry Cork. Right, James? (sighs) What channel is that? I hope so. GA Go, Paddy. RT1. You don't need any more plugs. You've got, you've got everything Go, this weekend. baby. The nation's <laughs> platform. Are you doing it? Am I? Well, of course I am. You have to drag me away from that one. We're doing it. You have to bring us down for the interview there. Yeah. Uh, well, you can me, plug you in. Do you, want, you can do the GA Go gig. I'll happily swap it with you. <laughs> so, Kerry, Kerry, obviously, we were there for their defeat to Mayo and, you know, all the uh, the worrying bits that we've heard from Kerry since that you know the form just isn't right. People questioning whether they're good enough to win back to back All Irelands. Cork went out at the weekend, went up to Navan. They faced Loud in their lovely new black jerseys, and they bet them by two points, one nineteen to one seventeen. Uh, there was a little bit done by Paul Flynn on the Saturday game, um, looking at Cork's defensive shape and how they set up. They showed the line to the loud players, turned them over quite a bit. They got their running game going. What they couldn't get going against Clare because Loud had a lot more turnovers once more, similar to what they did against Dublin. A lot more turnovers and Cork really punished them. What are you expecting this weekend, James? Because uh, we've seen Cork put in a couple of decent performances against Kerry over the last while, but the rest of the country probably looks on thinking Cork aren't good enough. I think the Cork will go in with defensive 
mindset. Um, last year when they played in Parky Rin, um, Cork put on an excellent defensive display, but they were just missing that offensive spark. They just couldn't. When they kept the game close for 50 minutes, maybe they needed that 20 minutes of let's go for it here, but they didn't quite have that in the locker. Um, so if they were to improve from last year's game against Kerry, that's what they have to do. I know they'll keep it tight. They're used to marking these fellas. They've they've done well on Clifford in the past. They've done well on Shawnee Shea and Paddy. So they know how to mark them, but they need to be able to to put together a run of scores at the end of the game to be able to topple Kerry. That's where their real challenge is. Um, but I think that Cork are going to play the way they always do. They're going to run the ball. Um, Kerry left to keep it tight in the middle. They're going to get shooters off. Hurley was back on farm the weekend. He kicked eight. He always gives Jason Foley um, a good a good run out. Jason left to be on his game to Mark Hurley. So I, I think it'll be I think it'll be closer than than maybe what we would have said a month ago. Um, yeah. And I think that the fact that Mayo toppled Kerry will give Cork a lot of confidence. And Cork had to win that game against Lowe. So that's a weight off their shoulders completely. And I think they'll probably treat this game as a free hit. Yeah, Paddy, I always struggle to take James seriously when he talks about Cork. He obviously had them as a team to watch in 2023. I don't believe a single word he's just said. Liar. Anyway, absolute <laughs> fucking liar. <laughs> um, Mark, I've got to send you on a libel course, Paddy. Talk, talk me through what are we going to see different from Kerry? Because that was as bad as I've seen them. I can't remember the last time they were not bad in the championship match. What does Jack, what do you think, what do you want to see from Kerry or what do you think Jack's going to do? I think tactically, they, I can't see them changing much, if I'm being honest. Um, and their strength and depth probably isn't what it was last year. So whether he can make that many changes, I'm not sure. Um, if he went out and made five or six changes, I think the Kerry public would nearly be excited by it. Do you know, yeah. they, it would kind of rejuvenate them, but... I don't think that they're there to be made just yet. They're probably a year short of that. So he'll have to get the fellas that were playing in in and say, lads, that was that wasn't good enough. This is what we need to improve. And let's go at it again. I think the physicality is going to be the main thing, along with the intensity. Yeah. Um, and then more clinical in front of goal. I mean, they they left three goals after them against Mayo. They weren't Odds on, you know, they weren't really easy goal chances, but they still left them out there with a few points. So the physicality, the intensity more clinical and it should be enough to be Cork and get back on back on the road but not not an easy not an easy way to bounce back after a loss The point you made about Parky Rin last year was Cork ran out of steam with 20 minutes to go and now the final score is 23-11 but it was quite close I think Kerry kicked 10 points um, whatever yeah, Kerry brought on Ganey and David Moran and yeah, these fellas at the end of the game and it, you, it just powered them on You made a point that Cork need more firepower and last year they started with a full forward line of Cahill O'Mahony, Brian Hurley and Stephen Sherlock. Now Hurley actually didn't score last year in that game. Did he come off early? No. Come off after 57 minutes. So Hurley didn't score in that game last year. At the weekend, they seemed to drop Stephen Sherlock. He came on late on. Hurley started, played well, as you mentioned. Chris Oak-Jones and Sean Powder also in that half forward line. Powder obviously filters back. Rory Dean filters back. Um, O'Driscoll, who got the goal, filters back. Killian O'Hanlon is a middle third player. So, you know, in, in a Kevin Walsh, John Cleary, uh, Cork setup, are we going to see, what, what are we going to see? Like, are we going to see them 
bring that attacking edge that you're looking for? Or are we going to see? I fully expect it to be a low scoring first half. And Cork wanted to go into the dressing room at halftime, still in the game. And then they can come out maybe and and give it a right lash attacking wise. Um, I don't think, if, if it's point for point, I think Kerry have more firepower. So there's no point in Cork doing that. It's going to be a case to keep it tight, get powder back. The only thing is, look, everyone knows the way to get at Kerry is probably play a very strong number 11 because Kerry want to drop someone back in front of the full back line. And if you can get someone in the middle of the field who are kind of in that centre forward spot who really wants the ball and can do a bit of spraying it around and be dangerous, that's how you get at Kerry. Yeah. Um, well, Jack Carney made hay doing that. I don't, he did. Carney was excellent at it. Um, did a, lot, did a lot of kick passes, kicked the point, got a lot of breaks. I don't think Cork are going to do that. They're probably going to play powder at 11 and drop him back. So that's probably something that, that they, they're missing a trick on, you know, playing that strong 11. Unless Would they it, put powder, unless they put powder up and keep him high, which yeah. they haven't done, they haven't done that many times. Not too often. Now they have, they have played him 11 as well, but um, he does come from He doesn't eight. stay there. He no, doesn't he, stay he 11, does, he you know, he comes back. Um, there are, 16 games on this weekend. So in the All-Ireland series, we've got Cork Kerry and Parky Cueve. We'll be at that, James. There is Westmead Galway in Cusick Park, a home game for Westmead. We we didn't really get into how well Westmead did against Armagh. Um, they were leading that game from the 14th minute after Ronald O'Toole's goal up until the 67th minute when Turbot uh, got that score. Started to see shades of the kind of slick outfit in attack that we'd it, it, been It was the best performance of the year by a mile. Yeah. And that's a tough place to go. Obviously, they're coming back off so disappointing to lose to Loud in the Leinster Championship. And they're kind of worrying going up to it's a tough group they're in, obviously, but it going is. away to our man in the first game. But it was we've seen Ron O'Toole, Hesler had a brilliant second half. We're sort of seeing bits of what made Westmead so exciting last year and what we were all looking forward to seeing from this year, but we just haven't seen. But Saturday, it was a big plus for them. But look, they're up against it, they're, they're playing probably at the minute probably the best team in the country uh, on Saturday as well but at least there was definitely positive shoots for Desi Down and those players after Saturday yeah for sure um, that's in the same group as Tyrone Armagh which is in Healy Park that one's live on RT on, at 7 o'clock there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 7 matches live this weekend uh, Donegal Derry on Sunday is also on RT and Mayo Loud on Sunday as well and then there's a slew of games in GA Go Meeting Down which I will have a little bit of an eye on in the Talchon Cup is at one o'clock. Cork Kerry at three o'clock. Kildare Dublin at five o'clock. Versus Common Sligo at three o'clock. Paddy, you'll have your work cut out for you. Uh, that is a busy, busy schedule. Which game, <laughs> which game are you most looking forward to this weekend? Man United, Man City, Cup final on Saturday. You'll have it on. Will it? If United beat City in that, Inter will topple them as well. If United beat City in that, I won't be on air at five o'clock for the Dublin Kildare <laughs> match. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm going into the Kenny City to celebrate United. Now, what game am I looking forward to most? <laughs> the one that's probably not on GA go <laughs> the Toronto Armagh game. I think well, that'll be the best game. Yeah. I do, I do think that'll be the best game. Like traditionally, yeah, Cork and Kerry and Dublin Kildare would have been brilliant games. There's so many uh, traditional games in the past, but I just don't. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see I'll be in Nolan Park so there'll be a big crowd it's Bank Holiday weekend 
Cats Laughs Festivals on Kilkenny. Kilkenny will be hopping. Be big Dublin crowd, be big Kildare crowd as well. So I think the atmosphere will be really good. The good weather is going to continue. So I think it'll be a great event, but I just don't know if the game is going to be too. Like it wasn't the classic Leinster semi final a couple of weeks ago, but Dublin were pretty poor. But interested to see how they bounce back. And the same with Kerry. Again, on paper, you'd have to beat Cork rather comfortably, but it was a bit of a shock to see them play so poorly against Mayo. So what are they going to be like when they bounce back? And then in the hide on Sunday for the Rossies against Sligo. Big ask for Sligo to try and get out another early. Yeah, yeah. No, it is It is a big ask going up against a team that, James, you mentioned, they'll know them inside out. Can I ask you, James, about Tyrone Armagh? Would you be worried about Armagh going into this game? Off the back of the Westmead game, Tyrone have obviously had a break. We didn't really get a read on Tyrone in that Galway game because of the early red card and the black card. What way do you see that one go? A very tough game to call, but I definitely wouldn't be worried about Armagh. I don't think I don't think they're they're playing great. I think that's that's obvious. But similar to who we were talking about earlier, like that beating Westmead is a serious weight off the shoulder for Armagh because it means that anything now they do, they're probably going to get third place regardless. Um, so they can have a shot off off Tyrone. Like up front, they're still probably not motoring as well as they were. They dropped Herb at the weekend, which was surprising. Yeah. Um, but he comes Started on against the goal. So Sarah Campbell, which is great to see. Uh, I know he kicked a few nice points, but it'd be interesting to see if they can get all their forwards on the field and just give it give it a cut because Tyrone are going to play quite attacking. You know, they're going to play they're going to play their usual suspects, um, McCurry and Canavan up high. So I think it gives Armagh a chance to do the same, which is where they're at their at their best. So very interesting game. If you ask me to call a winner, I think Tyrone are probably favourites, but I just find it very hard to back against Armagh. I think there's something in them that they can score goals and they can they can turn teams over. Yeah, it might be the game that just sparks this championship into life a little bit. Yeah, you'd like to see it just be like. <laughs> Look, we talked to touching already. When teams are hand passing the ball around the place, it kills all momentum and intensity. You'd like to see them just go at it. If someone starts hand passing the ball around it, they tear into them, turn them over, get the crow going, get a bit of enthusiasm into the game, get your teammates going. Because watching the ball being passed to death just kills a championship match. So if if either team goes at that, then it could be a great game. Yeah, they probably won't though. Do you reckon it'd be a hand passing? Well, I think we've got a great chance. That's a <laughs> passing game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in negative form today. We're very negative <laughs> this Monday, lads. The sun, Monday, you just haven't got enough vitamin D. Still slightly hung over from Derry and I didn't get out into the sun today. So I'm righty. Okay. Righty, Paddy. That's all right too. Yeah. Well, hopefully... No, I'm look- I am looking forward to seeing Tyrone because yeah. they're still everyone's outsiders to win the whole thing. Even though... They've lost and they've played poorly. They just have it up front that they can turn it on. They've got quality. Do you know what we have seen? We're, we're starting to see some of their players rediscover a bit of form. Like Connor Myler, very yeah. good the last night. Conkel Patrick. Conkel Patrick. Yeah. You know, we're, we're starting to see some of these fellas show what we've seen in 2021. I do think that they are still missing their X factor, which was, you know, Connor McKenna coming off the bench, Colin McShane making an impact, Derek Canavan. Coming yeah. off the bench and making an impact. I, I don't think they have that punch that they had in 21. So I do have doubts over them, but they could turn it on. They are favourites this weekend, James, against Armagh. Yeah, I, I would have them as favourites, but I think they tactically. Oh. 
Stuhar could always have something up his sleeve as well as the as the championship goes on. Do you know, even in that in that final with the kickouts that they hit hit Mayo with, and I just think that there's something about them that they have the confidence in the big games to get over the line. Do you know, they're not going to be mm. they're not going to be overly nervous, or they're not going to they're not going to fall for no reason. They're going to actually give it give every game a good go. So yeah. the the form that their forwards are showing is so promising. The only thing is when they have McCurry and Canavan up front. They're slipping Kilpatrick into full forward, then kind of putting him in there and letting him win ball for the boys, which I think is is the the best option. Leave him win the ball for the lads and get him off him because you won't win all Ireland with just two small forwards. Mm. You know, you're going to have to have the physical presence inside there. Yeah. Um. So the better Kilpatrick plays, I think, the better you'll see from, or the more you'll see from McCurry and from Canavan. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And they, they have been rotating that full forward as well. I saw them do it in Mayo. Uh, Kilpatrick and Kennedy were slipping in and out, but Kilpatrick is the one who's making the difference when he's in there. He's flying it, yeah. A lot of the games matter in the Satchin Cup this weekend. I think we're going to see Mead and Downs. We're going to see what Mead's form is really like up against Conor Laverty's Downers. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the matchup of Conor Gray and Oren Murdoch. So keep an eye on that one at the weekend. Uh, Leash and Cavan in Group 1. That's a shootout for top spot. Leash are playing London. So the winners of that would also go through. But you'd imagine that Leash are after getting a bit of a tune there. They let a late lead slip against Offaly. So they'll be hoping to just hammer that home. In group two, as I mentioned, meeting down. Bottom of the table, Tipperary and Waterford both without a win. I'm predicting a Waterford win this weekend, James. We'll catch a bit of that in Parky Cueve uh, before Cork and Kerry. So yeah, uh, we might have a wee wager on that. Uh, Limerick are already through to the quarterfinal. As far as I can see, they are playing Wicklow. Um, in Port Leach so Wicklow had a tough start to the Tajan Cup they've lost both games looks like Wicklow won't be able to make it through now at this stage uh, Carlo are playing Longford and that's in a shootout to finish second or third and in group four we've got Antrim for Mana and Wexford Leitrim which will be two good games so all four teams can obviously make it through to their knockout stages in that group so uh, 16 games this weekend there's going to be a lot of football to get through a lot of football to keep an eye on hopefully James you can get excited about something this weekend and there isn't that much hand passing in Cork and Kerry I have no doubt Kerry will be playing beautiful, attacking, attractive football. And I, I think Cork will as well. So I'm, oh. I'm gonna back I'm gonna back that game to be the Plastic. start of yeah, the start of a of the turning of the corner in terms of the quality of play we're seeing. Something tells me that's not going to be the case. Oh it was negative now. <laughs> I just don't yeah. think it's going to be Kerry I just think it's gonna be later that evening. I think we might see a good game with Throwing Arma. I think you're a bit down on that game. I think that'll be a cracker. No, that will, will that will be a good game. Um, Kerry Cork, I think everyone wants to see Kerry actually play good football. Let's let's see Shawnee Shea back in form. Let's see David Clifford play to his level again. Let's see Ganey. Like that's exciting to see the lads play. Um, and I hope the Cork can bring it on the other side because they're going to they're going to see a weakness in Kerry there, and they're going to see um, a chance to win that game. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Lo- loads of championship games, bank holiday weekend. Heat wave across the country. Surely, surely we're going to see a couple of belters this weekend. Fingers crossed. Um, There's a chance. Tell me there's a chance. Absolutely, boys. I'll talk to you next Monday. Good night, boys. Enjoy the week.